there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, is this coronavirus airborne? This is a question on a lot of people's minds right now, as we're wondering, could we get infected from the air? Like when we go outside and no one's around. Is it safe just to go for a walk? To find out, we called up Zhu Ning from the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. Hi, Wendy there. Hello. Over a month ago, as this virus was taking hold in Wuhan, Dr. Ning was watching and wondering... We, we had a good, big question in, the, in our mind, is how this virus can transmit in the air, how fast it can spread, and how much uh, harm it can cause to the human being. We want to know more. So he got in touch with some colleagues in Wuhan, and they decided to start testing the air in a bunch of places around the city. And to sample the air, they don't just wave a glass jar around and quickly screw the lid on. They use a machine that's a bit like a fancy vacuum cleaner. In a way, we have this active pump. We can suck the air through a filter. That filter is specifically designed so that it catches genetic pieces of the virus. And then, back at the lab, the team will see if they've nabbed this coronavirus. Now, Dr Ning's test can only measure the genetic material of the virus. Using this method, we can't actually be sure that any of the virus that he might find would still be alive. But based on other similar tests done by different scientists, we think that at least some of them would be. So, knowing all that, one of the first places that these scientists looked were spots that they figured were bound to have a lot of virus. Hospitals, where patient after patient with coronavirus had come through. You, can, you could imagine how dangerous those places could be. The researchers put on big quarantine suits and tested all around the hospital, even going into the health workers' changing rooms. And they went into the room and hold the samplers in the air. So what did they find? Well, when they looked at the hospital air, in some rooms where there were coronavirus patients, they couldn't detect any viral bits. But in a few hotspots uh, locations, we did see some of the viruses. One of those hotspots was perhaps not where you might expect. It was the bathroom. You see, one of the hospitals had had these makeshift toilets. Yes, indeed, indeed. The uh, toilet is a very simple mobile uh, toilet and without ventilation. And it turned out the air had a bunch of viral particles in it. So Dr Ning couldn't help but wonder. But where do these viruses come from? He figures there are two main explanations. The first is the obvious one, the breath of the patients. As they pooed and weed, they also might have breathed out viral particles into the air. And since the toilet was poorly ventilated, the particles just hung around in there. But there's a second explanation too. One that's a little more intimate. Because some studies have found that viral bits can be found in faeces. 
this physicist may find his way during the, uh, the use of toilet time, and as he probably re-aerosolized into the uh, into the air. Oh, so when people flush the toilet and then it goes whoop, and it possibly puts viral particles in the air. Yes, indeed, uh, because the, the the flushing of the toilet or even general the movement of the the water actually that can stir up the uh, water liquid and uh, aerosolize the liquid droplets. So close the lid is one of the messages of your study. Indeed, indeed. Let's do that. And viral particles weren't just found in the air of the dunny. Another hotspot that showed up in the hospital was the room where the healthcare workers took off their protective gear. And the air in that room was actually pretty contaminated, which was particularly interesting to Dr. Ning. Because the thing was, all these hospital workers had been tested and they didn't have coronavirus. And they were the only people that went into that room. No patients. The patients cannot get in. The public cannot get in. This suggests the viral particles might have gotten into the air like this. As the workers came into contact with patients, they also came into contact with this virus from patients coughing and sneezing or breathing or what have you. The virus then would have landed on the hospital workers' gear. And then perhaps when the workers took it off, the viral bits flung into the air. So your movement of the arms when you take off the protective apparatus, they can find a way to become airborne. And it seems that this virus can stick around in the air. In a separate study, scientists who spritzed this coronavirus into the air in a lab found that some of it was still there three hours later. So that's the hospitals. What about other places? Places we all go to. Well, Dr. Ning's team also sampled the air at a supermarket, around a university and a residential building. And they didn't find coronavirus in the air. But it wasn't all good news. Dr. Ning did find something concerning. Viral bits were hanging out inside a department store entrance, where he reckons dozens of people were walking in and out. Oftentimes, there are patients who don't know they got infected. And when this is the case, when they walk around and as they talk, they potentially can infect other people, but they don't know. That's, that's a very dangerous side of this coronavirus. So, of course, our next question is... If I was walking through that department store entrance at the time, would I have gotten sick? Uh, I think there is a a few steps in the middle uh, to jump into the conclusion. You see, once the virus gets into the air, there's a few more hurdles it has to clear before it infects me. So first, I'd have to breathe it in. And because we think this virus has to get into my body to gain a foothold, if I walk through that cloud of coronavirus and, say, virus lands on my shirt or my skin, I'd probably be okay. But say it does get into my mouth. The next hurdle? I'd have to breathe in enough viral bits to make me sick. Now, we don't know the cutoff for this virus, like how many viral particles I'd need to get in me to make me sick. But it is possible that maybe I wouldn't have breathed in enough. Okay, so what are we to make of Dr. Ning's study? Well, yes, this virus, it can be found in the air, but it's not everywhere. And other research is finding this too. Like a few small studies looking at rooms where coronavirus patients are being isolated. 
Well, they only detected viral bits in the air of some of the rooms they tested. And the uncontaminated rooms tended to be well ventilated. So it's looking like we have to be particularly careful in poorly ventilated places and places that have been visited by lots of people. Oh, and close the lid of the toilet. But there's still so much we don't know here. Like, we did find this one study that kind of threw a wrench in the works. It got a handful of patients to breathe and talk near an air sampler only four inches away from their mouth. And then they didn't pick up any of the virus from them. Is is there... Do your findings give us reason to panic? We don't have to panic saying we cannot even breathe the air anymore. I think we should be more cautious uh, because we know more. I should use the word cautious, cautious, cautious. And here at Science Versus, we've been following the coronavirus super closely. We're covering just about anything from whether chloroquine can help treat this virus to the science of masks. Do they actually help? And should you make your own? To find out all about that and more, you've got to listen to our full feed, which is over at Science Versus. Just search for Science VS on Spotify. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. I'll back to you next time.